welcome to this podcast. Megan is not involved at all. <laughs> We're sitting in my workroom where Megan has found uh, what used to be some fake syrup that we used for a, a headpiece that was a bunch of pancakes in a stack. She doesn't think that it's a believable replica of maple syrup. To be quite honest, it's not. I just... I mean, listen, I can't, I can't argue the truth. This looks like mustard. And that's fine. But it does not look like syrup. You don't put mustard on your pancakes? I mean, I probably should start. I'm honestly... I guess on a crepe. Like a, sav- a savory yeah, pancake. Yeah, no, I, fu- I fucked with a savory yeah. crepe. You should, um, Rosie should remake these, but make them as crepes. I don't think she needs to remake them. I think she, she could change a few, like, qualities about it to make it look more. This is really hard to explain without a visual element. I, we need to, maybe we need, like, an Instagram. Maybe that's part two of this. Where there we are enough. <laughs> go on, no, go on, go on. There are enough props in this room. I feel like we could pick up one thing every episode and be like, all right, this is a giant paper mache telephone. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't spoil it. That's for next Oh, sorry, week. that's next yeah. week. It's my mistake. <laughs> yeah, we'll find a prop that matches every book or story we do. I don't really know how this mustard slash crispy syrup relates to a moving finger but i um oh meg is that i'm sorry is that our story for this week i think it is um <laughs> uh, i guess we should probably tell everybody who we are because given that this is only episode what two slash three two slash three we're two gonna, slash maybe three we're gonna call it officially we're gonna call it two okay we've made the decision we've made the decision okay, so like if that. you uh if you listen to the last episode and thought that that was episode two whoa 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> no yeah. we're doing it again baby we're two part two two point two different story different thing it's gonna make a lot more sense when it's all numbered on itunes yeah that's really and we have to have like titles do you, okay, this is a okay. conversation that maybe should happen off pod, but I can always edit it out. Do you want, because I have, I'm of two minds. Okay, go. I'm going to, I'm going to play out both camps and I'm going to, yeah, I want you to tell me which you are leaning towards. Okay. So I like a podcast that's like well organized in the sense that like episode one, the Tommyknockers, episode yes. two, the moving finger or what have you. I also like it when there's, like, a little quote as the title. D- that's what that, I'm leaning towards. That moment when you hear it really is such a little payoff. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Isn't there, like, a... There's a bit about when the character in the movie says the title of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's very that energy. And it's I 100%, love that. yeah. Um, I think we should do it that way. I think we should do, actually, what the book is, and then in the description. What the book is in the description. Wow. Yeah. See, okay. So they're coming in just blind. <laughs> See, I... <laughs> what See, even is this podcast about? We I haven't even told them the title yet. We should just talk about syrup for fucking 14 minutes. And they're gonna be like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> well, you're Megan. I guess we can say that. Yeah, I'm Megan. And you're Penny Martini slash Spencer. Yeah, you can call me by my real name. Okay, I will. Man. I like that better. <laughs> I would never expect you to call me by my fake name. Call me by your name. Oh. I've been listening to that song so much. Fucking Lil Nas X. Oh my god. Megan, I get popular music now. All I needed was for it to be gay and filthy. (laughs) Did you know there's a line in that song? I don't know if you've listened. I don't think I've listened to it as much as you have. As a fan. (laughs) (laughs) One of the lines is, uh, shoot my children in your mouth while I'm riding. Which is so weirdly erotic <laughs> like oh i was like oh, oh little nas oh montero <laughs> oh my gosh did you not listen to wop well okay th- i did 
Um, and, and it, but it wasn't for me. Do you know That's what I mean? That's fair. WAP was not for you. There's nothing about WAP it. that was for you. I mean, all the backlash around it I thought was hysterical. Because it's like, what? this isn't any different than what we've been doing for years, guys. It's just, like, women doing it this time. Yeah. Or, like, a gay dude doing it this time. The fact... I just saw right before we recorded, uh, or started recording, that um, Lil Nas X, the song has been pulled from a bunch of international oh. things. Uh, the only one I saw for sure was Nigeria. Um, but, like, a bunch of places uh, have pulled it entirely because of the content. And I'm just like, are, are we really there? That's so interesting. It's... Because it's not any more lewd than any other song it really ever. isn't it really isn't and like everybody popping off about the whole like oh he's twerking on satan or anything that is not the fucking randiest thing yeah. i've ever seen <laughs> like i don't know there's so many other things you could look at is it just because it's a black kid doing it for the first time yeah. like is also, that what it is like i don't know i'm not religious person but if you didn't like satan wouldn't him having sex with a man just you'd be like of course that's what satan does he does things like that that's what satan does i feel like it would be more sacrilegious if it was like jesus well (laughs) yeah i guess that's it like which way do you want it i know it's like that's what satan does that's why you don't like him oh no megan don't touch those pancakes Pancakes fell. Oh no. <laughs> oh, you broke them. That That's was, great. That was Jesus. He was like, Megan, don't you dare. <laughs> that is, you know, the same thing happened to Lil Nas X. That's why yeah. you go the other way with it. <laughs> okay, oh this God. is not a Lil Nas X podcast. As I much as I would be happy to pivot, this is uh, Stephen Queens. Stephen Queens. That's Megan. I'm Spencer. And this is our podcast about Stephen King. Yeah. I'm feeling goofy today. I am too. I'm a little bit rare. <laughs> I was like not goofy. I was in a. I was grumpy earlier. Oh, I'm sorry. It, well, I was grumpy because my shoe broke. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I was walk- Did it ever, Megan? Tell me the story. Tell I, me again. Well, I was walking over here to record, and I was having a really nice morning. I got up. I had a coffee. I had a breakfast sandwich. I had a really cute croissant. A croissant. <laughs> you. <laughs> and as I like turned the corner to get here, the heel of my shoe just came off. Like when she says it came off, it's not like the little like bit on the bottom fell. I thought you were reaching down to the shoe, be like look. <laughs> um, it's the the heel itself. The whole piece is no longer attached to the shoe. It literally just came off. There is now no heel. She's walking around like like it's one of those ones with like drag queens wear with the steel. That don't need a heel, but it does need a heel. It does need a heel. It's bad for your arches. Anyway, now I'm mad, and I emailed the company that I bought them from to see if they'll send me a new pair, because I haven't heard back from them yet, and I well, just- Well, you did email them, what, 15 minutes ago? Well, I don't have <laughs> shoes. <laughs> I was- uh, how am I getting home? I don't have shoes. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know either. Do you think okay. a new girl will let you in without shoes on? Maybe if I'm wearing socks that look like shoes. Oh, like, like, to- like toe socks. Like, they won't notice that it's not a shoe. Uh-huh. But I also have. What if I want to do something after this? I can't. Well, I, I mean, it is pandemic times, so I guess. Well, I can't do anything. But what if, I don't know. What if? I, I guess what I'm saying is, if, if your shoe was ever gonna break, at least it was now and not on your way to work or something. That's true. Not to silver lining your bad mood, because I, I would tell me to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I might tell you to fuck off, but it's okay. Anyway, I'm in a better mood now. I have a diet coke, and it's fine. And we're gonna talk about a fucking classic Stephen King story. Yeah, okay. Tell me. Well, okay, we'll, we'll get into this. it. Let's um let's talk about uh 
So we had a suggestion from a friend of ours for what we should call our Stephen King news section. Oh yeah, what was uh, it? I wrote it down. It's show me what that Steve do. I like that I had to write it down as though it was hard to remember. Show me what that Steve. <laughs> Honestly, I don't like it, but it's the closest we have to an actual thing. We're taking recommendations. So I don't know. I didn't. I don't have any like new Stephen King news. But what I thought would be funny after uh-huh. our conversation about uh, following him on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, would be if I, because you don't follow him, right? No. Are you? I don't follow him. Okay, okay. So I thought it would be funny to pull some of his better tweets from the last seven days and read them to Megan uh, to convince her and all of you that Stephen King is worth following in a way that Cher is not. Because she's a mad woman. One or the other. I'm really, I'm digging in on Cher. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. Okay, so I've got two two tweets I want to read you. Okay. Uh, One, they're actually, they're one right after the other. Okay. One is a retweet from The Onion. Okay. Stephen King retweeted, Who said it? Kanye West or an instruction manual for the Cuisinart CRC 400 electric rice cooker? That's the kind of comedy that Stephen King is promoting <laughs> on his page, and that's important for <laughs> Funny, also, actually. the onion still got it. I'm just saying. <laughs> At the end, I, Stephen King would love the onion. It's absolutely up his alley. That is the onion is just for dads from Maine. Dads from Maine love the onion. That it rings true. Consistently rings true. Okay. All right, I'm gonna hit you with the uh, the tweet that he posted immediately after that. Oh my god. Okay. I'm in the line at the supermarket. Lady spies my loaf. <laughs> Get through is the funniest thing I've ever read. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in line at the supermarket. Lady spies my loaf of Wonder Bread and says, It's a wonder they call it bread. (laughs) That's the tweet. The Shakespeare of our times, ladies and gentlemen. It's a wonder they call it bread. Honestly, where's that woman's fucking comedy career? He definitely retweeted that thing from The Onion. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I'm funny. I can, I can post a joke on here. Like, let me just, I could be like The Onion. I'm just saying, he's, it's shit like this all the time. I didn't have to search deep for any of that. It's, uh, it's high content. Wow. I mean, you'll have to show me a couple more next week and then I'll decide what my This can be an ongoing be. thing. I can slowly break you down. I know that uh I know that you and Twitter have a bit of a tenuous relationship. As I said, it's not TikTok and It's that's... just for porn and Stephen King tweets basically. Oh, I don't really like either of those things very much. But I'm I could grow Listen, it, I'm like, turning you around on at least one of them. <laughs> we can work on both later. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this book we're reading. I think is maybe Well, actually it's not a book. We're reading a short story mm-hmm. from the short story collection, Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Stephen Queens. Stephen Queens. Give us a wee breakdown on what Nightmares yeah. and Dreamscapes is. So this is a short story collection. It came out in 1993. Oh, really? I thought it was way earlier than that. No, I'm pretty sure it's... I'll, I'll double check, but... Because uh, a lot of the stories are from the early 90s. Hold on. Real... First, I had it in my head that this was an older one. Mm-hmm. No, 1993, you're right. Hell yeah, look at me go. Yeah, it's not earlier. It is... Because um, a lot... Some of the short stories in it are... 
from the mid 80s to late 80s and a lot of them are mostly from the early 90s um like i'm pretty sure the story that we're doing today came out in 1990 okay Uh, i came out in a magazine i'll look at the name of the magazine but um i mean usually i think it was always cavalier or playboy this one was um i think it actually says in the book here science fiction and fantasy so i guess that's a Oh, yes, 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 yes. I remember him uh, talking about that a little bit in On Writing. I think he did say that he pulled, that he, my brain's not working right now, that he uh, put a, posted a bunch of his stories. The word I'm trying to say is printed his stories. Published? Published his stories. And all I could think of was he posted them as if it was, like, a a fucking Tumblr. (laughs) No, I was really thinking, like, it was, like, like, this is, like, his, like, live journal. Where he was posting His angel fire site. You can only find it on Metacrawler. It was Whoa. the early 90s. That is an incredible Deep Cuts reference that you just I'm pretty proud of it. Am... Listen, Deep Cut reference for a Deep Cut Stephen King story. Yeah, but anyway, this is um, this is a very good short story collection. Mm-hmm. I always really like Stephen King's short stories. I find that we talked about this a little bit in the last episode where they're not so bloated. Mm-hmm. It's pretty succinct. It's a good story. He can kind of play a little bit more, I find, mm-hmm. and... There's, like, a minimalist aspect to them. There really um, is. That you don't... It, and it is. It's that bloated feeling that some of his books have. Like, Tommy Knockers, which has so much... Again, I don't hate all of the extra mm-hmm. information and things. Like, it, it does help to build your characters and, like, you know, care about them as people. Um, but sometimes I just want a little, like, 20-pager. I want to be told something about... It's, um, like, show, not tell. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, whereas it can be a lot of tell in in some of the longer books or so much show that it kind of feels like tell if that yeah, makes sense that does um, make sense. whereas in his short stories it's like you have to get a vibe on somebody within one sentence because you don't have all this time to really i don't know get, get familiar with the character uh so you just yeah. have to know who they are kind of straight off well yeah so this story is i think around 40 pages it's the ninth story out of 24 Mm -hmm. there are 24 short stories in this collection like i said this is the ninth it's probably it's not the longest it's not the shortest it's a pretty middle of the road length for these i really i think we both came into this thinking it was three pages long i the first time i read it was in high school and it felt i remember where i read it i was in parenting class and i i know i took parent i was the only dude in parenting class (laughs) i don't like children I didn't like them before that class. I don't like them now, so I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I had to get that stupid robot baby. Oh my god, yeah, your robot baby. The modern bag of flour. Oh. I failed that. Did I ever tell you that? What? No, I had no idea. I'm not surprised. I saw you with that baby. You were a nightmare. I was so careful. Fuck you. <laughs> you were not careful. I was careful Yo, enough. didn't you bring it to like a party or something? That feels right. Okay, that is something that I would do, but I don't remember doing it. I feel feel like you brought it to something at Tessa's house that maybe wasn't intended to be a party. Oh, because she and I were in the same class and we were hanging out all weekend with our babies. And so I think people came over and it turned into a party. Yeah. I, and you know what? So, I'm going off on this now. This is a whole <laughs> other podcast. But I, despite all of that, I was doing very well. And the only reason I failed is because on the morning, the Monday morning, to bring it back, uh-huh. the bus jangled too hard and yeah and my baby was like <laughs> and i was like fucking hell it's like that was, that's not my fault and then i got to school and i was mad about the fact that i was gonna lose a bunch of marks because this baby fucking got jolted on the bus 
because potholes. <laughs> and then Ditto, who I yelled about last week, yeah. fucking came up to me and was like, oh, is this your baby for that class? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, oh, that's funny. And she punched it <laughs> in the face. And it screamed again. And that's why I failed. I was like, I was one hour out from passing this with flying colors. And the roads have abandoned me. Someone who I thought was my friend punched my child. To be fair, Spencer, I think you learned two important lessons. The first being, don't take your baby on the bus unless it's in a car seat. I have a... It wasn't a car seat! I don't believe you. (laughs) The second lesson is don't let Ditto around your baby. I mean, honestly, I should have guessed both. I do get mad when people with babies get on the streetcar. I'm like... Don't, can't you afford a car? Whoa. I know, it's a very, very elitist. Very <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, that is a polarizing opinion. Somebody gets guy. on with a fucking, like, <laughs> stroller and is like, well, you can kindly go fuck yourself. <laughs> wow. I know, I'm not a good person. You, you are alienating some listeners. I'm sorry, guys. On that. Take your babies on the bus. I have a bike now. It's yeah, fine. <laughs> what about people who take their baby on the bike? I guess That's I, fucked up to me. I, I guess I have no major issue with it, but, like, you're taking your life in your hands pretty aggressively. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, that's my thing, is every time I'm on a bike, I'm like, I could die right now. Mm. And every time you see someone... And we're not helmet people. Yeah, but also, <laughs> like, I would never in a million years... I don't trust myself to not die on yeah. a bike. How would I trust my baby see, that's to be behind me? The whole concept of parenthood is, like, that's a microcosm of the whole thing. It's like, I can't. Yeah. I... It's like a, that story from Search Party where the girl was babysitting and she accidentally threw the baby into the uh, uh, into the sewer and it died. God. Spoiler alert, I guess, if anyone hasn't watched Man. that. Uh, anyway, we're getting off topic here. This is so off topic. I feel like we are maybe going to have to edit some oh, of this. Oh, 100%. Crazy well, it depends now. on how funny it is. Yeah, yeah, you can, I'll let you make that call. Anyways, so I think we're really goofy because this is also a really goofy story. There's no way to take it seriously, honestly. Should I just give them a brief? Yeah, give them a synopsis of what's going on with this story. So in case we haven't said it straight out, this is the moving finger. Uh, Last week we called it the finger. That was embarrassing and wrong, but thank God we're back on top. (laughs) Did our research a little bit. This story is about a guy named Howard Mitla, which I hate Mitla. They fuck up his name a lot in the story, too. Yeah, it's like a running bit. Yeah, the, <laughs> what a crazy name. And it's like, man, again, you gave him this name, motherfucker. Yeah, like, exactly. Ugh, anyway. I'm sorry, his name's not Pepsi Robo Show. Don't even get me. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Howard's, uh, he's a CPA, a public accountant in yeah. New York. Yeah. Uh, he lives in an apartment with his wife, Violet, or mm-hmm. V, Vi? Vi. Vi, is that how you pronounced it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I went V. Wow. Because I know someone named V who spells it the same way. But then there's also Violet from 9 to 5 who spells it Vi. I think Vi is... I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm right. But I I think Vi is the Violet shortening. And V is like a Vanessa shortening. (sighs) See, that... You do know a woman named Vanessa who goes by V, though. I do. So, bias. I I mean, I know a woman named Venus who goes by V. True. I think it... V... Is reserved for like a Venus, a Vanessa, a like V E. Okay. And I think Vi is like a Violet. Okay. Listen, I because you wouldn't call her Violet. You don't know what I call her. <laughs> I mean, you could, but I don't think you should. <laughs> anyway, fucking Howard says, wife has gone out to buy ice cream. Um, a beer. 
and beer. The I wife s- is the drunk in this one. And I'm, listen, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> just like, there is no suffering husband, or there's no suffering wife in this. Like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> Howard is the suffering husband, for sure. Oh, God. Which, uh, we'll get into it when we talk about characters. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, sitting at home, watching Jeopardy, waiting for his wife to come home, and he hears a weird noise. Thinks it's a mouse or a rat or something in the bathroom. So he goes in there with the broom to fucking, like, sploosh it or whatever. I don't know. What, okay. do, you do, what do you do with a rat? I don't know. Uh, I guess my thought was, like, what are you going to do with a broom and a rat? Like, what's a broom going to... This also, you can really tell, this whole story takes place in New York. Yeah. Which is fun, because not a lot of his stories ever take place in New York. Because mm. I also... Did Stephen King live there? I don't believe so. I don't believe so either, because that man was like, I'm going to kill a New York rat with a broom. You know, like that's yeah, this man has lived in New York his entire life. He's like, I'll just get a broom. I'll just get a broom. I've never seen a rat before. Like, or maybe just... he's so good at killing rats over all this time that he can now do it with oh. a broom. But I don't know. That's not the energy I'm getting from Howard. He doesn't seem like he's super on top of things. No. Anyway, fucking Howard goes in there and uh, it's not a mouse or a rat or some kind of vermin. It is a human finger <laughs> with the nail not particularly chewed, not particularly long. It is specified. It is specified. Uh, is tapping around the uh, the ring, the sinkhole. If the you sinkhole? <laughs> you know, the hole in the sink. A sinkhole opened in his back. No. Um, what is that called? Drain. It's a drain. drain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got it. Uh, so he's like, uh, oh. Finger kind of, he makes a noise. The finger like looks at him, quote unquote. Uh, so he freaks out and leaves and is like, well, I've lost my mind. That's that on that. Jeopardy's still on. Whatever. His wife comes home. There's actually, the whole first sequence is really interesting. And I think that's why I thought it was a shorter story because the clip mm. of it, he, I'm, it, it all sort of takes place the first act over the course of an episode of Jeopardy. Yeah. So you're sort of getting, you have that clock. Because everybody knows how Jeopardy rolls out, right? Like, first, uh, Jeopardy, double Jeopardy, final Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And it feel, it, his wife is on her way home in this time. She's going to be home any second, but he's got this finger in this. And, like, it really builds that tension immediately and really um, sells the idea that this man might just be losing his mind entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, wife comes home. They have a couple of beers. Yeah. She makes, she seems really cool, but then she makes a really weird racist comment. She, his wife is so racist. Like, it, it's a maddening thing because I was like, man, this guy sucks. I'm glad this happened to him. Like, the wife is like, described as, like, brusque and, like, a fun, like, drinking lady. Yeah. Like, dances. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay, like, a fun wife. First words out of her mouth, I don't like those Vietnamese people. I'm like, uh, oh. That was such a weird, like, they why? They smile is- too much. It's like, oh, sorry, bitch. They're friendly. No, <laughs> like- that, that was such a, that was the only character trait, really. Mm. That's the only thing she talked about is yep. how much she just doesn't like Vietnamese people. I was like, why did you make this part of this character? Like, this is such a weird choice. Well, and because she is so... Even the way she talks and, like... Uh, she makes a pun at one point and Howard's meant, uh, internal monologue is like, oh, God, I used to think that was cute. Now it's like, well, I'm like, oh, that's kind of... She it seems like, like a smart, yeah. nice, funny lady who I really want to be on the side of, but she's really racist out of nowhere. And Howard is like... I can't believe she would say that. Those Vietnamese people are so nice. I'm like, well, I don't want to be on anyone's side yeah, here. Yeah, I don't like either of you. You're both very unlikable characters. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so fucking, um, the evening goes on. Uh, the wife goes into the washroom a few times and never sees the finger. So Howard has become more convinced that he's lost his mind entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets up in the middle of the night because he has to pee. Yeah. And then there's a whole paragraph about how he's got a shy bladder and how he's the sort of... <laughs> This really got me. The sort of man 
who can only urinate when he's like absolutely bursting to him. Like, is that is that like the two genders? Like <laughs> what do you mean the sort of man? You know those guys yeah. who hold it until they just can't. <laughs> it was like such a this is a this is a weird short. Now that we're talking about it, there's a lot of things that I don't really like about this. Yeah. I like it, it's fun. Yeah. And they also, there's, like, that weird bit about how he has to count prime numbers. In order to get his bladder to release. Which is, like, why, again? How I, many prime numbers could you do? Like, and this guy is an accountant, so, like, whatever. Yeah. Numbers are his job. But, like, to be off on, the top of your head. Honestly, I couldn't remember what a prime number was when they were talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably zero. <laughs> well, zero isn't one, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's not. Seven's a prime number. Yeah. They bring that up in the book at the end. I mean, I guess you could have just given me one of the numbers <laughs> oh that he God. said. That wouldn't have been fair. <laughs> yeah, don't cheat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a weird dude. It's just, he's he starts to come off with, like, a really neurotic dude who, if he has gone mad from his, like, mm-hmm. simple life as a public accountant, like, it's not that shocking that he's lost it and is now seeing this finger uh, in his drain. Yeah, you know what is kind of funny is you're right about the beginning of the book. The whole Jeopardy sequence is also again it's really tight, it's yeah. really concise. It's like that could have just been the whole story and just and again I, in that. my memory, I know it was like ten years ago, fifteen years ago, I read it, but like that was the book to me. I knew other stuff happened, but that was the book. Yeah, the story. And this is again a framing device. Using Jeopardy as a framing device for the story worked when it worked, but then the story just kind of kept going for another thirty pages. Yeah, another, like, day. Oh, I, I had it in my day. memory that the whole thing took place during this episode of Jeopardy. So why did you frame it in the episode of Jeopardy and then just kind of do nothing with it? And I know at the end they the call final it back Jeopardy to bit, it. Yeah. But they've also, he also introduces the whole prime number thing. Yeah. Because they do reference that again at the end. And they reference the Jeopardy thing again at the end. And I feel like there's some other, like, crap that they bring up. But I'm there's like, a, Yeah, there's a lot of, like, loose theme loose symbolism that's just sort of floating around yeah it's like man this is just a story about a big long finger <laughs> like why did you need to overcomplicate it or is it overcomplicated though because uh, sorry to uh, t- sorry now yeah i just started this whole podcast being like, so concise and like good and now i'm like wait why why was that jeopardy thing even a thing well, guess... why was his wife even racist what's going on here yeah th- i mean that i don't understand <laughs> what that was all about i think we were supposed to i think we were supposed to be annoyed by, like, the fact that she made weird puns and all of that stuff. And then the racist thing was supposed to just kind of add to the fact that she's a bitch. True. And maybe that's, I don't know, like, a low-key opinion Stephen King maybe had or, like, thought this guy would have. I just don't think that, like, the brusque, like, loud woman is the villain anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think we've moved so far away from that archetype that it is complete, like... I was a hundred percent on her side until she said a bunch of racist shit. Yeah, but this guy's like, think, no, my wife's a bitch. True, is that she was also really nice to him. She was weirdly nice she to him was, for a guy who complains about her all the time. The whole part, well, because I guess so. Through the night, he wakes up, he has to pee, and then the next morning, he looks like shit because he's been haunted by this big long finger. Yeah, well, I guess it's a he little had to pee finger. In an alley at one point. He did have to pee in an alley. We'll circle back to this, but. Basically, his wife wakes up and is going to work, and she's like, you look really bad. Like, you should maybe stay home from work. Like, yep. I'm worried about you. I love you. And it's like, oh, that's the villain? <laughs> and then he's going, uh, there's like a, I don't think it's ever explicitly said, but she mentions a few times, like, oh, you should really do this thing at work so that, like, you can move forward in your job as an accountant or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was, 
again, sort of meant to be read as her nagging him. But it really wasn't... She was legitimately just like, hey, like, husband who I like, why don't you... I, I think that you're worth asking for more. Like, she... He also, I might be a racist bitch, but... But he also does mention, too, in the book, there's, a, for a very short story, there's a lot to unpack here, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he also mentions that her dad got him the job. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, he wouldn't even have this fucking job if not for his wife. This dude's a fucking knob. This guy is a fucking knob. I'm glad he went mad. Or did he? Ooh. Well, the plot thickens. Well, uh, so, um... The finger, after his wife goes to work and he's staying home, mm -hmm. he takes a weird nap and has a weird Jeopardy fever dream yes. where a giant long finger is in Art Fleming's hand. Because they couldn't do Alex Trebek in the, uh, for some reason in the dream it had to be original recipe Jeopardy with Art Fleming. Which is also really... I think Jeopardy, this was 1990s, so Jeopardy, mm -hmm. the Alex Trebek years, was fresh. Like, That's I think wild. Jeopardy started in 87 with really? Alex Trebek. So the idea, of, and because the wife says at the beginning that she doesn't trust him, which oh. honestly I should have, from that moment on, I think it's in like the first paragraph, his wife's like, I don't like that shady Alex Trebek character. He smiles too much, like those Vietnamese. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, yeah, no, that wife sucked. Yeah, no, she sucked, she sucked uh, Bad people can't have good qualities, it doesn't make them good people. And so he has this weird fever dream where the finger is haunting him from beyond the mm -hmm. veil. He wakes up, uh, and he's just, he's come to the decision that he has to get rid of it somehow, and uh -huh. so he, uh, he goes to the fucking hardware store, mm -hmm. uh, gets, uh, uh, like, drain cleaner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I would like, oh, I'll get to it in a second. He buys drain cleaner, and then he buys some electric hedge clippers. Yeah, because they're which, on sale. Because they're on sale, because they didn't move mm -hmm. at all, says the teller. Uh, and at the end of that sequence, we're getting close to the end of the story here, um, and this is the first sort of omniscient view we've seen of the story, which is always my favorite part. I mm -hmm. love it when Stephen King does that. In the narration, it says the teller um, saw the smile that Howard gave, and he would tell police later that he did not like it one bit. And it's just those little moments where you're like, oh, you thought this story might not go anywhere, and now all of a sudden you have confirmation that it is going mm -hmm. at least to at least to a place where other people will become involved. Which is exciting when you're still not sure if he's losing his mind yet. Mm -hmm. So anyway, he gets back and he pours the drain cleaner down thing onto the finger. Finger comes out and I would like... What? I... What, what? I, I, I have the passage from the finger coming out. <gasps> okay, hit it's me, really, hit me, hit me. Um, Hold on, hold on. Uh, da, da, da. It's, um... Okay, uh, he pours the drain on the the figure and he goes it went into a frenzy whirling like a dervish around and around the limited circumference of the drain spraying off small blue green fans of drainies what a funny visual uh, okay i'm actually really glad you brought that up because i was gonna mention it and i forgot to write it down how <laughs> just generally how think about because at this point this finger is only like up to the second knuckle or something spoiler alert this finger turns out to be like 11 feet long like cause so long it's like unfathomable it's just snaking out knuckle after knuckle it sounds like a piece of like that really skinny bamboo oh oh god why did that grocery so bad this is gross uh well so at this point i'm pretty sure the finger is still like second knuckle yeah. how how can it whirl like a dervish if it's just like like i just don't buy that i don't buy that it flipped off so much of the drano that it landed on howard's shirt 
because eight holes in it. Is Drano still that intense? No, I don't think Drano's still that intense. Was it ever that intense? Well, when he talks to the hardware man. He's like, it used to be more intense. Yeah, it used to be even more intense than that. So I guess Drano is just, like, crazy. I mean, I guess there's a reason you're not supposed to fuck with Drano, but, Yeah. Uh... I don't know. I, yeah, at that point, the finger was not that long. Because later... The figure is angry because he got Drano on it. Uh, I mean, listen, the, the figure was never happy. <laughs> the figure was never, like, on Howard's side. <laughs> um, there is, uh, here's another passage. The finger was coming for him. It was easily seven feet long now and getting longer all the time. It curved out of the sink in a stiff arc made by perhaps a dozen knuckles descended to the floor then curved again <laughs> and then in brackets it says double jointed <laughs> i like little interjections and like that in this story because it, it really backs up the fact that howard's losing it entirely so motherfucker pours the drano on this finger and the finger's now seven feet long and whirling around the room and i think at one point it like wraps itself around its, his ankle yeah. which i have trouble visualizing but he's like oh it burned really bad and do you know i it's like and this is not the best example of this it's the one that comes to mind have you seen that episode of bob's burgers where the giant sh metal shark from some movie gets loose <laughs> no i haven't oh my god okay. it's a very, i think it's like a very classic comedy trope where like it's okay, it's more like, um, uh, you've got a cat in the wall, so you put, like, another cat in there to get oh, it out, but that doesn't work, so you put a mongoose in there, and it just gets worse and worse. It's like, this finger was bad enough, and now it has, like, poison acid <laughs> on it. Like, at first it was just like, okay, this could be mildly annoying and a little bit worrisome for my mental health. Now it could actually kill me. <laughs> like, I made it deadlier. Exactly, it's just a big, long, poisonous rope. Yeah, exactly. That's mad at you. Oh my god, we haven't even talked about the fact that uh, Howard accidentally inhales a bunch of the Drano fumes and barfs <laughs> everywhere. And I did not This story gets so gross in such a way that I did not recall at all. Mm. He pukes on the floor. He then barfs immediately onto the cover of the toilet, which was like a pink fluffy. And just the idea of like someone I puking know. on like a carpeted surface. Filthy. Uh... And then uh, he goes to get the hedge clippers. There's a whole sequence where he has to get the batteries into the hedge clippers. His neighbor comes to the door and is like, listen, motherfucker, what's happening? <laughs> and he says some rude, like, lightly racist Irish? Yeah, like, very, like, anti-Irish. What was it? Bog Trotter, was it? I think it might have been. Which I was, was the name of the kid from Matilda. So is that still offensive, or has it been reclaimed? Uh, Bruce Bog Trotter. I... He ate the chocolate cake. You were saying that with such conviction. Bruce Bogtrotter. He ate the chocolate You know. Cake. Okay, I'm looking that you up You want to right talk now. about fucking moments of horror in film. Bogtrotter? B-O-G-T-R-O. T-T-E-R, I guess? Bogtrotter. I'm trying to see what he said to the, the guy here. <laughs> do you want to know what the actual translation is? Yes, I do. A Bogtrotter is, and I guess we should have seen this coming, a person who lives or works amongst bogs. Well, you know what they should, they should be on bog before 30. <laughs> okay. It always comes back to the bog, baby. I guess I'm just, ne I guess it's one of those like old timey things when people used to be like aggressively racist towards other white people, like the Irish. Yeah. So you bog trotter. I just didn't know that Ireland was known for its bogs. I don't think it's actually, I, I oh no, it is offensive. If you, <laughs> <laughs> they literally, if you 
if you Google bog trotter, the first thing that comes up is bog trotter, noun, a person who lives or works among bogs, and then offensive, and then underneath that, an Irish person. So there's no, like, It just is a really, like, shitty thing to say to a... That's a shit thing to say to an Irish Our apologies to our Irish listeners. We should put in, like... A disclaimer. Yeah. I mean, listen, we didn't know it was a bad word. I didn't know... And also Bruce Bogtrotter. That's crazy that that guy in a kids movie just has a really offensive... I have some... Anti-Irish last name. Oh my god. I have some Irish friends, and I'm gonna ask them about this. And I will report back. You really honestly should. And I'm going to. Uh, so anyway, uh, he's at the door, banging it down. He calls the cops. Uh, a cop shows up. Uh, at this point, Howard has, uh, he's, so he's got the electric clippers. He's yelling at the finger. Uh, anyway, he goes in there and he starts chopping it all up and shit. And then he, uh, I guess, like, carves it down into, like, bite-sized pieces so he can flush it. Which is crazy to me. I would have kept the finger. Because don't, isn't your whole thing you want to prove to people that this is actually real and happening? I was shocked. That is, I don't think that's what someone would do in that situation. Because if I was 100% sure that there was a big long finger in my sink, and I went through the hassle of cutting it up, screaming at my neighbor, calling him an offensive term. Puking all over everything (laughs) in all creation. And then I destroyed all of the evidence. What are you- To what end? To what end? But not even destroying all the evidence, keeping all of the blood and the puke and the- General gore? The nonsense in the house, but no- No proof. No proof of the big long finger. It's maddening, and it doesn't make any sense, but I think it was purely to set up the finale. Yeah. Um, which is the cop comes into the apartment finally, sees the sort of- you know, uh, the whole place is destroyed. It's covered in, like, blood and gore and puke and everything mm-hmm. you can imagine. Uh, and he's talking about the, how bad the smell is. And all of a sudden, it's everything is from this guy's perspective. And yeah. you're like, oh, man, this is a situation. Yeah. And obviously, he's like, well, this guy killed his wife. Like, mm-hmm. there's no other option. Like, there's so much blood. Well, I'm going to cut you off really briefly. I do like the lead up to that scene when all of the neighbors in the building have gathered in front of his apartment door. Yeah. Because you've been living with this guy cutting up this finger for so long and then it just like pulls out and it's every single neighbor just being like what the fuck is happening in there <laughs> it's like chopping up some kind of finger yeah <laughs> and they're all kind of like whispering it's like there's a lot of levity in this story well because it's i mean we've said it before with it it's a funny story like it's gross there are horror aspects to it but it's kind of a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's 100% a comedy. But anyway, I'll bring it on home. Uh, so, Buddy goes in. He's like, did you kill your wife? Like, why'd you kill your wife? He's like, well, I didn't kill my wife. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, obviously it was that finger or whatever. But he doesn't actually say that. He's just kind of saying, like, you know that, you know, where there's a finger, there must be, like, four other fingers. Because yeah. fucking... And he's totally built it up in his mind now, assuming that it's real, that, like, it could come up any of the drains in, like, his apartment or in New York City. He'll never be free from it. And that sort of madness, that, like, locked-in-your-own-head madness, like, ooh, it's spooky. Um, so at this point in the story, as the, you know, third-party observer, the omniscient observer, we're like, I guess the finger was real? Like, we have to assume it is, because, like, he didn't kill his wife, unless yeah. he's gone so mad that he did kill his wife, and we just didn't get that part of the story mm-hmm. as an unreliable narrator. I don't think that's true. I think the finger is real. And it's, I guess the proof is when, at the end, the cop like hears a noise coming from the toilet and howard's like 
I would. I mean, you, I wouldn't. <laughs> you can if you want. I wouldn't. <laughs> and the cop uh, bets it all, final jeopardy, and like opens it up, and that's how the story ends. Yeah. So I think we can assume that's not a dissatisfying ending because like what else was gonna be under there except a finger? Like it has to be real. What? What if it was just a rat? They crawled up the fucking thing and just happened to be there. <laughs> I know, it's a, I really like that story. I think it's a funny idea. I love the idea that it is from a big hand, because it makes me want to picture what the hand looks like. Terrifying! Well, <laughs> so scary! It's, but it's like, okay, because in the whole story, it's a human finger. Yeah. At first, when I pictured it, I was like, oh, it's like a big, long, gray, like a like, witch inhuman. Finger. But it's like, no, this is a human finger. It's just very long, which is so... Yeah, there's only two things that are weird about it. One, really long. <laughs> two, coming from a drain. Yeah. <laughs> and just that concept is so scary. It's so funny that you can take something out of context in that way and just make it the spookiest thing. <laughs> and I just love the idea that it's like, okay, well... And he's like waxing philosophical. He's like, it's at least one hand. But maybe it's two hands. Well, I mean, wh who doesn't have two hands? Well, so then I'm picturing, I'm like, is it, is the palm just a regular sized palm? Or is it a really big palm with five really long fingers? Or is oh. it a normal human sized palm? Oh, that's such a good question. With big long things. Well, I guess the only way, I guess it would have to be a regular sized palm because they're regular. They're regular sized fingers. And the palm doesn't need to be long for the fingers to be long. What if it's a long palm though? Well, where are you going to keep a long palm? I don't know. <laughs> where do you think this big, long hand lives? I guess the sewer? I don't know. <laughs> ah, New York, what a crazy place. <laughs> big, long hands. Just... Well, I mean, there's all those people who live in the sewer in New York. That's a real thing. What, really? Okay, don't quote me. Okay. I'm, all, I'm not going to look this up. I'm going to say this with conviction. I'm pretty sure people live in the sewer in New York. Because they don't have to pay rent. I recently saw the film Nomadland. <laughs> Is that what that movie's about? It's a documentary about sewer people. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's about people, like, removing themselves from society and, like, living off the land and shit. Oh. In, like, 2011. It's actually really good. Is it a real movie? Is it, like, a documentary or is it fake? It's, yeah. No, it's the big Oscar one. No, I mean, like, is it, like, a documentary movie or is it, like... Oh, uh... it's based on a true story. Okay. So it's based on a book that this journalist wrote because she followed around these people. Oh, um, interesting. In 2011 for, like, a year or so. Oh. Frances McDormand read the book. And oh. loved it and wanted to turn it into a movie, and so she shopped it around to some directors, and then finally went to Chloe Zhao, and was oh. like, "Hello, make this movie, please." And Chloe Man. Zhao was like, "All right," and now it's gonna win every fucking Oscar. Damn! Ever. And Chloe I Zhao's love... gonna be the second woman to win uh, Best Director. I love Frances McDormand. She's on it. She's kind of going in like a Meryl Streep way, where it's like, "Okay, Frances, we know yeah. you can do anything." <laughs> like, but I mean, she really can. She killed it. She if she doesn't win Best Actress, like I'd be shocked. She's in every scene in this movie. Wow. And she's fucking good. Maybe I'll watch it. Anyway, sorry, sewer people. Yeah, this is again. We sorry, that's a recommendation. Uh, ignore it if you uh, if you want. Um, but yeah, sewer. Yeah, it's, yeah it's sewer, sewer people. Sewer people. Oh, sewer, okay, sewer mutants, mutants in the sewer. Well, yeah, maybe it's like a teenage mutant ninja finger. turtle. Teenage mutant <laughs> ninja finger. <laughs> and it's like his brothers, like the the brother fingers, are gonna come. Did they all come from the one rat hand? Oh my god. And they have little bandanas on. And they have little bandanas on. He didn't see the bandana because he probably melted it off with the with the Drano. I get it. Well, and also he was worked up. There's a lot going on. That's so stupid. Um, 
stupid fucking story, and it's got me in a stupid fucking mood. It is one of the Stephen King books that has stayed with me forever. And I know that I didn't fully remember all of the details, uh-huh. but it has always stayed with me as, like, one of my favorite Stephen King books. Sorry, I had some notes on it, but yeah. I mean, I never, I've never read it before. I think I maybe read it, like, I might have read it, but, like, not to know it, because I have read this short story collection before. And when you, and, like, I don't know about you, when I read a Stephen King book, like, short story collection, I blaze through the whole thing. And there's a lot of the stories that, you know, don't stand out for whatever yeah. reason, or don't hit you in the way that they should. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, I was gonna talk about, um, uh, the, is he crazy or is it a supernatural event? And oh. I think I think we've decided it's a supernatural event. I 100% think that that finger is real. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Real within the context of that story. Yes. Um, well, yeah, I'm not worried about an actor. Yeah, I, was gonna, like, yeah, I don't know why I said that. It's not like Megan, don't worry. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. You don't need to put, you don't need to plug all your drains. You're gonna be okay. You it's don't okay. Need... I don't live in New York, so I'm fine. This is a New York problem. <laughs> um, but I will say that the, and I, this is what always stayed with me most about the story. Mm. What would you do? Would, because, I mean, your first response would be, well, I've lost it. And that's what Howard says. Before he thinks that that finger is real, he thinks, I'm hallucinating. Mm-hmm. That's it. I've got a brain tumor. Whatever. It, what, I, I would run raving into the streets. Like, what do we, what would you do? I don't It's such know. a scary thought. It, e- either way, it's terrifying. It is so scary. I think I would probably try to film it. But I feel like it probably would know that you're doing it. The finger is smart. Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. Because the finger knows to hide when the wife comes in. Yeah, it's like the finger has a real vendetta against him. But it's like, what did you do? Well, and that's where the question kind of rises. Is this all in his head? True. Like, has has the story, or sorry, has his um psyche devolved uh-huh. to such a degree that by the end of the story, we're within his world? Like, he's... Do you know what I mean? Does yeah. Well, and, and it does, like, it's like, there was blood everywhere, but there was no evidence of anything. Like, he could have just killed a rat, you know, yeah. like, or a Or his bear, wife. Like, or his wife. Although that woman did see her leave in the morning, so that's... But they did bring up that they never saw her come back. And then the cop was like, well, maybe he murdered her and then dissolved her body with, like, the Drano. It was, mm-hmm. like, a throwaway thought that the cop did have. I don't think that he killed his wife. I feel like if they were trying to set it up that the wife was murdered Mm. there would be a little bit more yeah a little bit more proof like peppered through the story like it would still be it wouldn't be confirmed but i think there would be a bit more to give you some kind of evidence that that's what's happened like this this really just feels like a story about a finger and he says too and he's just like you know why do basically why do bad things happen to good people which you're right, and that's a funny line because this guy—he's a dick. He's a Throughout dick. the whole story, you're like, this guy kind of sucks, and he, yeah, he's not a nice guy. I—I I don't know. I don't know. He, whatever. He's not even not. He's just like the most regular person. It's like I wouldn't call you a good person. I wouldn't necessarily. Yeah, you're you neither a here nor there. Person. Well, okay, that's actually—it's a good point. Um, I read the synopsis on Wikipedia uh, mm-hmm. after I read the story, and it started out like uh, Howard Mitt was a painfully normal man. Yeah. Um. And I never really thought about that until now, but, like, he he is. He's got good qualities and bad qualities. Mm-hmm. He's neither here nor there. If we look at his wife, she has good qualities and bad qualities. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's, maybe we're supposed to read that. Because a lot of Stephen King stories are about, you know, extraordinary things happening to ordinary people. Mm-hmm. That's sort of his bread and butter. Especially in the short stories where, like, the wackier shit, like a finger coming out of the drain happens. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's, I think it's real. I think in it's the real. argument madness versus supernatural, I think... 
it was a real finger that happened. 100%. And I think he's right, and I think those fingers are going to haunt him for the rest of his life. I mean, well, yeah. Well, and this is the thing, too. It's like, what are you going to arrest him for? Well, he hasn't committed a crime. Yeah. Like, if we are to... I mean, his wife must be alive. I think we can assume mm-hmm. from... if Again, if this is a reliable narrator, she's alive. He hasn't killed anyone. He hasn't even really hurt himself. The worst he's done is some light property damage at the end of the day. Like, yeah. He broke a window, and that's fine. He broke in a, his yeah. apartment. His yeah. own apartment. Yeah. You'll like, have to pay for that to be fixed, but, like, you, what are you going to hold him on? Being bloody? Like, he well, hasn't actually done anything. 100%. And there's no proof of anything. There's not even a finger. Yep. I think it is... It seems like by the end of the book, he has snapped yes. out of regular sanity as a result of this event. Mm-hmm. So, like, he wasn't crazy going into it, but he's definitely fucking crazy oh, coming yeah. out of it. Oh, for yeah. For sure. <laughs> so, I guess maybe he's just going to spend the rest of his life in a uh, in an asylum, I guess? Well, I wonder. Okay, so if you were... If we were to write, like, a fan fiction... Like about... a sequel to The Finger? Yeah. The Finger se- 2? <laughs> Electric Boogle? I hate that joke. Go, no, come on. You, you talk. Um, if we were to write a fan fiction sequel to The Moving Finger, what would you have happen in the sequel? Because where we leave it, they're about to open the toilet. Okay. And see if there's a finger okay. there. Right. What okay. What happens next right. in your universe? Okay, I love this question. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, if I were writing it in a way that it had to um, carry on for some time, mm-hmm. they would open it and there would be no finger. I think that's how it has to go, because otherwise, what's the story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, honestly, I think it would be funny to have it play out like a like an episode of Law & Order. Oh. Like, this guy goes to trial, but, like, no one's really sure what to charge him with. Like, we have to charge him with something. Like, obviously, something happened mm-hmm. and the investigation around that. And, honestly, I think it would be interesting to follow it up and have the finger never make another appearance. Oh. And just leave you wondering... He's got all this, like, theoretical proof, all this circumstantial proof that, like, yeah, something happened, all this blood and shit, mm-hmm. but there's no actual evidence. Uh, and we can, they can test the blood and see what's in the blood, and maybe it responds something interesting. Steven, if you're listening, this is my uh, my pitch. This is the Penny Martini pitch okay. for the moving finger, too. The removing finger. Oh. Because he cut it off. What about like those that. other four fingers? Well, that's what I think. So my, I, um, I 100% agree with you, but they do put Howard in jail. But then the story starts following the cop who found him. Oh, who's oh, 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 Now yeah. haunted by the finger. Finger got a whiff of him. Exactly. Now the finger knows. And Howard's like in jail in like a fucking, like. Like, like a padded room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight yeah, jacket, yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he's very like Silence of the Lambs, like done up. And then the cop Mix. comes and sees. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> he's not as chill as Hannibal Lecter, I'll tell you that. He 100% is the mix of that person. <laughs> um. And then the cop comes and visits him and, like, asks for, like, advice on, like... Oh, and it all to... plays out exactly like Sansa. Yes. <laughs> He's in the last shell. I think, I think if we, if this podcast, like, picks up... I think when we inevitably become famous when we for inevitably become brilliant, famous. brilliant discussions of Stephen King's greater works. Yeah, we go on. We should, as, like, an exclusive content, write and perform <laughs> our radio play our radio play of part two of the moving of the removing finger and i think that's what we should do oh my god listen i'm i'm gonna 
Yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. And, hold on, the poster for it would be someone giving the peace sign. Because it's two! <laughs> two fingers! But one of the tips missing in the one? Or there's some Drano? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. listen, this is, this is a big idea. Nobody steal this. <laughs> Um, this actually, uh, this is a good segue into our adaptations section. Oh, yeah. Um, I l only looked it up as an afterthought, because I was like, who the fuck is making <laughs> an adaptation? How, first of all? <laughs> but, Megan. Oh, my. I shit you not. There was a television adaptation of The Moving Finger. Would you like to know everything about it? Obviously, yes. Uh, it was in 1990, 1990, 91. Okay. Uh, it was on a series called Monsters. Okay. And it was an anthology series uh, from 1988 that ran for three years. Okay. Um, and it was, some of them were like kind of comedy, but the idea was to have like a, I think it was like a pseudo family friendly horror thing. Like okay. maybe a little bit darker than the X-Files sometimes, but oh. like not by much. And it had a lot of like crazy guest stars in it and stuff. I think it was, like, mostly well-received, but, like, you know, it wasn't anything special. Okay. Anyway, the final, the the series finale, the th end of the third season, episode 24, is The Moving Finger. And it stars, and I don't know if this is gonna hit you in the way it hit me, Tom Noonan. I don't who know was that. in A Friend of Ours. Oh. Uh, in his short film, like, six years ago. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? And he plays Howard. What? We should get him on the pod! I mean, honestly, we fucking good. We, we literally we have, we're one degree of separation away. Oh my god! Uh, anyway, I I can't imagine it was super well received since the show was then cancelled immediately <laughs> after. But apparently the uh, special effects around the moving finger were very believable. Oh. <laughs> we should see if we can get this guy to talk to us about the moving finger and we could do a follow up. But he could be, he could be in our radio play. Oh, well, he'll, he'll, he'll play like, the finger. <laughs> well, he'll reprise his role as Howard. <laughs> Listen, we are gone. The skew is fucking expanding. Yeah, exactly. Well, now the skew's taking us to New York. <laughs> the skew is taking us to New York. Ah, <laughs> uh, New York, the fifth character. <laughs> it's just like Sex in the City. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my god, well there are five fingers on hand, right? <laughs> and Carrie, five burrows? Carrie, Miranda, Charlotte. That figure he killed was the Samantha. Uh, easily the Samantha, yeah. <laughs> and New York City. Oh damn. Okay, we'll also have to write that into the There's, so, there's gotta be a Mr. Big joke in there, but I've never watched Sex in the City, so I don't know. That's okay. There know. definitely is, but I'm not gonna be the one to That's make it. That's not worth it. <laughs> uh, Alright, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be back uh, with our grand finale. Stephen Queens. Stephen Queens. Oh, uh, welcome back, folks. This is this is the end. Yeah, we've come goodness. to the finale of our grandiose podcast. Thank you for listening to Stephen Queens this week, Megan. Yes. Uh, I was actually I was gonna ask you what you would rate this book, but I'm gonna tell you what I was what I would rate it first, okay. uh, so that you can get an idea of the scale I'm working oh, with. Okay, perfect. Uh, from a scale of Pepsi Robichaux to Diet Coke in a can. Oh. Um, uh, I'm gonna say this is like a it's like a Diet Coke in a bottle, like it's not top tier. It's not the greatest. Mm. It's not an ice cold bevy straight out of the fridge. The bottle is sweating a little bit, but it's fine. I really it's just like not carbonated that. enough. My, um, I'm gonna rate it an orange crush. 
because it doesn't like you like it. Yeah. But it's not really substantial. It's just like a sweet treat. You feel quite ill after finishing one. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You're like, oh, why did I so, do so that? Syrup. It was kind of more popular in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This is a fucking orange crush of a book if ever there was Listen, one. I'm not gonna... I, I... I like Orange Crush, so I can't argue that it's uh, that it's any better or worse than a Diet Coke in a plastic bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know where I stand. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's not it's not bad. It's not his best work, but yeah. it's definitely it stayed with me for years. I'm glad I got to reread it. It's really fun. I gotta say, it's definitely a really fun read. The part where it goes in brackets, double jointed exclamation mark. It's just I think like that book just down to a single word yeah, like 100%. It's, it's just it's just fun oh and that's it at the end of the day like it's that's what i love the most about stephen king's short stories specifically they really are just often wacky little stories about weird things happening to normal people mm -hmm. and i think this is honestly one of the best examples because it's the world's normalist dude or i mean quote-unquote normal mm -hmm. uh and the world's dumbest weirdest thing the world's most like you, unfathomably ridiculous idea that a giant long not even giant just really long yes regular widths like, right. it's like a, it's like a size seven ring like, is that big or small that's either? average that's very average that's do you like, just know ring sizes yes what yeah i'm a fancy lady huh. yeah huh. I, I don't i don't know why that's shocking to you that's like a women's seven though but I don't know. Is the, is the That's finger a women's. Uh, I don't know. The, it, does the figure have a gender? Yeah, I don't know. Is it a man or a woman figure? I think it's a men's figure, actually. Mm -hmm. I would like to remake it and have it be completely the same, but I want the nail on the figure. A sexy finger? Like a sexy finger. Like a nice red nail? That's going to be the in the sequel. Okay, here's one thing. I'm, this is what this is one of the things that dropped this dad from being a full-on ice-cold Diet Coke in a can for me, mm. and it's the fact that when you're imagining the noise that this finger makes, it's this tick, 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 tick mm -hmm. noise of a nail hitting porcelain. Mm -hmm. And so you have to imagine that it's a long... Look at your finger right now. Yeah. Look at your finger. I would say I have a regularly sized nail. Let me see yours. I have no nail. You have no nail. Okay. So you definitely would not be able to make a tick, tick, I would tick, not tick be noise. doing that. No, no, no. And it is explained later on when he finally sees the finger that it's got a regular non-bitten nail. That's a regular non-bitten nail. Would you agree? That is a regular non-bitten nail. Yes. If I were to be able to reach out of a sink and tap around i don't think you would hear i don't think there would be a tap 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 because the nail isn't long enough and i'm not saying that that tears down this entire story i think i just changed my mind i think he is crazy yeah i think he is crazy and that's my explanation <laughs> because of the nail but do you think your finger could twirl around like a worm a whirling dervish we've already said absolutely not but I have a regular, yeah. only a little bit longer than normal finger. You do can, tap something right now. But imagine the angle with which I yeah. would have to. Okay, hold on. I'm going to get a tube of some kind. Okay. <laughs> okay. This right. is a drain. Okay, that's the drain. That's not much. Maybe. 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 But even then, like, I don't think the nail would hit. I think it would have to be longer. Did people keep their nails longer in the 80s? I, I would say yes actually i if i were to say make an informed guess about the 80s generally they would have what if it's just a big long coke nail well then he would have said that, that. That's the man true. if anyone knows yeah. about coke nails i think good papa king is all over it 
<laughs> Maybe that's why he thought it was average length, though. <laughs> it's not bitten because you needed you needed that nice little shovel shape so you can scoop exactly. up your blow. Yeah. This is my in my Stephen King in my skew yeah. in my skew. Yeah. Stephen King in the nineties that had only big long coke nails, but on every finger. So he could just go like just big handfuls, like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's exactly what he did before he wrote this fucking story. He's like, wait a minute, fingers. Never seen him think. Okay. Now that I'm getting into fucking stealing jokes from The Simpsons, I think it's time to tell everybody what our book for next week is. Yeah. I chose this week's story, so we're going to let Megan make the big decision. Megan, what's it going to be? Uh, next week, we're going to do a classic. Uh, one of my favorite Stephen King books, uh, Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. Woo! Woo! I, uh, I just read the opening when I was outside. And boy, that's a good book. Yeah, so I decided that I we were gonna do Pet Cemetery, and then on my way over here, I walked by one of those uh, take a book, leave a book things, and one of the books in it, the only Stephen King book in it, was a copy of Pet Cemetery. So I we're meant to do it, and we had decided that before too. Yeah, and also I was on Reddit today following my Stephen King subreddits as you do. And today is the anniversary of the fictional death of the wife's sister in Pet Cemetery, which is the grossest sequence in that oh, book. Yeah. Ooh, I'm excited to read Anyway, this. it just feels like the skew is really aligning for us. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're becoming part of the skew. I feel like this is going to be our, like, dark tower. Do you know I what I mean? It. Like, <laughs> we're going to become part of it, like, completely not on purpose. Like, our skew is just, but, like, it's our skew, and, like, New York is just infested with big, long fingers. <laughs> like, you just don't go to New York. No, it's, that's where the fingers are. The moving fingers. Uh, oh, and we were, uh, I guess we could talk about, just briefly, about um, the broad scheme that we were going to put up. Oh! Uh, the order of... Oops. Yeah, so we are thinking of... Um, we want to diversify the portfolio here. Exactly. So probably once a month we do want to do a short story. Um, if actually, if anybody has any recommendations, yeah, I up. would love to hear... Um, because so, we'll just keep picking shit like the moving finger unless you tell us to do something fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we will be doing, uh, once in the we'll also be doing a new Stephen King book. In the last uh, 15 years, I think we said? Yeah, last 15 years, because we haven't really touched any of those yet, and I haven't read a lot of them at all. Some of them are my very favorites. Wow. I think there was a real push, like, 20 years ago, like, mid-90s to, like, early 2000s, mm -hmm. where Stephen King was sort of a bad word all of a sudden. Uh, like, he just wrote a bunch of stinkers, kind of one right after the other, and everyone's like, well, mm -hmm. he definitely had it once, and now he doesn't. But some of the, like, Lisey's story, I think, came out in 2004, oh, yeah. uh, and that is, like, a top five Stephen King book for me. Mm -hmm. um, the, oh, the that trilogy that I really like, uh, the Mr. Mercedes trilogy. Yes, yes. Uh, a little more, like hard-boiled crime but like mm. it's still solid he's still he's still got it he's still got it he just had a brief misstep sorry go on no 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 uh so we'll do one new one uh one classic mm -hmm. uh so that classic for this month is pet cemetery yep. and um it went from the coke years oh yeah one from the coke years which would have was tommy knockers i guess so if we ever released that oh god it sounded like we were on fucking blows <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't have asked him to refill for the other person <laughs> but when you're Stephen Cage is handfuls of love um I hope we one day are like popular enough that we can make merch <laughs> just have a bunch of fingers <laughs> big long fingers wait no they could be like rings size seven. Oh. <laughs> 
get as popular Megan, actually, as Megan I'm sorry, this is the last thing I want to say before we close this out here. Yeah. And it's back to the ring sizing. Okay. Are, would all of my fingers be a size 7? No, all your, your, your ring, it's your ring finger that's measured. But you can obviously have, you could wear other rings on other fingers. You, but it's all you, based on the size of this one. Yes, your ring finger, when you say what size your finger is. That's what you're referring to. Okay. So, because you're usually buying a ring for your ring finger. It's mostly, like, if you're getting engaged yeah, or married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, so, yeah, if you're buying a pinky ring, you're not going to be like, oh, well, I'm a size 7, so got to get a 7 for the pinky. So you're, like, a size 2 uh, because the scale is based on the ring finger. The smallest ring size I think you can comfortably buy is 5. Why the fuck wouldn't it start at 1? I don't know, Spencer. And then I think 8 or nine you can still find in stores and you can get bigger than that but it is like more like specialty like it's like buying like a size 12 shoe huh yeah that's my size in women's oh well i'm assuming you probably also have big big man hands so you're probably like a size 10 or 11 in rings i don't know my fingers are very slim they no. would definitely fit into dream do you want to try mine try my ring. do you want to try my finger on <laughs> see how it goes oh Oh, it's so beautiful. No, it's, it's gonna stick on. If I yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let's fucking kill this. Yeah, we're now, I'm done we're now with doing this. physical comedy with rings on an auditory medium. That's <laughs> seriously, this okay. Is not um, bye, everybody. We love you. Happy, happy day. Happy day. Happy have a nice day. day. Happy day. <laughs> I liked have a nice day last week. I think that's our ending. Have a nice day. <laughs>